No! You all didn't know the old me. That for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. <laughs> what I tell you, Darren? It's <laughs> a Monday. I, I was just looking down here, and my earpiece is wah, 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 Charlie Brown's teacher. And I just look in the light. The light's brown. That can't be good. Brown. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. I'm pulling this out, and away we go on a Monday. Good. How you doing, Moose? I am well. Did you submit your photos to uh, Morgan? I don't know if I did. I'll take that did, as a no. I didn't do my homework. I'll do that. I'll oh, take that they as got them. I did okay. post them, and I used the hashtag. Uh, and I forgot my uh, laptop as well. So I got Moose's laptop here as we get ready to do that. Other than that, how do you like us so far? How about it's that? a Monday. It's episode number 535 of Canada's daytime sports talk show. And uh, coming up on the program today... What's become my good friend, Ron Duguay, the ageless Ron Duguay, the Bon Jovi of the National Hockey League before there was a Bon Jovi. Dugues will be joining us from Florida. And uh, Nate Ewell will be joining us from College Hockey, Inc. to talk about a recap of the NHL entry draft on the weekend. But we are going to have a lot of football. We're going to have a lot of football. I, I have, by the way, no communication with the mothership. I feel like the astronaut floating off the uh, rocket, yeah. and the cord's been cut. Oh, yeah. I'm, a, I'm out there, Jerry. <laughs> and if Bryn wants to come and crawl underneath and fix these batteries, that would be a good thing. While we're here in the warm-up for Recoil Electric. But before we go any further, and before we do the quick six, do we have photos or just mine for the weekend photo album from Great Western? We got five photos. We do have photos? Yeah. Okay. So what do we got, Clark? Can we show the Great Western Beer, summer photo album. That was doing a little off-roading uh, with Big Bird last night, Moose. It looks How about great. That? Yeah, it's a great shot. Fire it up. Let's go get this thing stuck. Who sings it? Florida Georgia Line. <sighs> this is J-Rod. Uh, I went to visit J-Rod on Saturday and uh, dropped off that shirt. I sent him your regards, Good. Moose, because I told him that you were out of town. Yep, no, and I said I wish I could be there, and he said I'm not going anywhere, so uh, we'll see you soon. That's right. Yeah. Now, those were my photos. What are these? Uh, this is, is Nelkin Hakowicz's photo. Okay. Yeah, it looks like he's paintballing. That's pretty great. Um, got out with his crew on uh, the weekend, so there you go. Good job. Nice one submitted by Nelson. There's Clark. Golfing with his dad, I see. Yep. Awesome. Katepwa. Couple of chips off the old block. Oh, Nothing yeah. changed, Bryn. And that was me at the, uh, that was me at the lake. That was me at the lake uh, with uh, my cousin's dog, Rupert. We were just hanging out. I wondered out. who Rupert was. Yeah, my cousin's dog. And uh, that's uh, out at uh, Manitou Beach. So had a great Western and sat on the deck and uh, cuddled with the dog. It was great. That's a great weekend. It was awesome. Uh, great Western beer. I don't have my laptop in front of me for the read from Great Western Lager, but it is the official beer of summer here in the rectangle. How about that? Yes. That's, uh, that's mine. How I'm going to read some of the comments here. Faye Lowther checking in from Truro, Nova Scotia. Hi, Rod. Just wanted to say hi. Can't wait to see Brett kick off. So excited. Love you. Love you too, Faye. I can't wait. As What do they got this global kicker out there kicking field goals for for the Rough Riders on the weekend? We all, what? Giving Brett the day off? Um, <laughs> Jason Wall checking in from Manitoba. Says, bring back the Walkman headphones. 
thinking about it. But Bri- you didn't even know. Bryn crawled underneath the desk. Did you see that? I did. He swatted this thing a couple times. I was like, what are you doing? Yeehaw! He goes, no, <laughs> we have to change the batteries. I'm like, that's what I said. So he didn't come out here <laughs> he with new batteries? Couple. He just headed a No, he didn't. Okay. He just came out and hit this thing a couple times. All right. Usually it works. He thinks he's Arthur Fonzarelli. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he said next commercial break, he'll fix the batteries. So let's go with the quick six show topics, please. Enough Mickey Mousen. <laughs> Number one, the Olympics. Are you into the Olympics? I'm very much into the Olympics. I was watching what I thought was karate on the weekend. Turns out that it was judo. But this young lady, and I'm going to, I believe it was Jessica Klimkate. She won. What are you laughing at? Nothing. I thought it was karate. Turns out it was judo. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. <laughs> it's, well, that's sort of like going, well, I thought it was hockey. Turns out it was lacrosse, I guess. But anyways, I put it in my 10 things column on the weekend that she, she was interviewed after she winning her match. I don't know if you read my column or not, but they said, how, do you, how did you feel after you won your match? And she's like, or what, what, what were you thinking? She was, I thought of my mom. She's been taking me to practices ever since I was nine, and I'm 32 now, so do the math. And, oh, she started crying, and I'm like, this, this is what I'm here for, for the Olympics, the amateur athletes giving their all, you know, a lifetime of struggling to get there and then to win. Um, so I've watched some Olympic, well, judo, soccer, which ESPN calls soccer, TSN calls football, Christine Sinclair's out there. That's what I know. Oh, yeah. And my good friend Bob's niece, the guy that I had coffee with yesterday, his niece is on Team Canada. So I'm getting into it. And I can't believe the negative Nelsons out there that are saying, oh, it's time that we do away with the Olympics. This is a waste of money. This is a waste of time. I'm like, what? I'm not going to give two squirts of sweat for your opinion on that. This is the Olympics, man. Are you hearing that stupid bunk? I know, right? They're saying it doesn't matter and forget about it. But no, it matters. Absolutely. And every athlete that's there, tell the athletes that it doesn't matter, right? It matters to them. And even look at the pro athletes. I mean, USA men's basketball, not off to a great start, the loss to France. Right. But it matters to those guys to be a part of that group. And you, th- you talk to the players in the National Hockey League, it matters to them to be a part of the Olympics, right? That means something. And, you know, you look at all these Olympic years, you know, when you win gold, it, it matters. And conveniently enough, as the NHL released their schedule, there's an Olympic break in February. Nice. I know we haven't confirmed that NHL players are going, but they've left the door open, and that's a huge, huge win. Well, we're into the Olympics, and by the way, hey, Bryn, pop up for a second. Give us a wave. Everybody, this is Bryn. (laughs) That is not even a joke. He's fixing my earphones as we speak. Uh, The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is this. Our over-under for Canadian medals is 20.5 in Japan. What are you taking? And on Twitter, 56% are taking the under. Moose, what have they got on? uh, Yeah, 53% are taking the under. And I think, what did you say, 22 medals? In the last one. In the last one. And the one before that was 18. So we kind of went right in the middle with 20 and a half and uh, set the over-under accordingly. So we'll see where it goes. I'm taking the over. Yeah, me too. 22 medals. 20.5 is the over-under. Thank you, Bryn. That's working like a charm. Oh, yeah. Rod can stop whining now. World's fastest pit crew right here. Yeah. 
This will be an interesting story to follow throughout the day. Um, and I have an expansive Olympic update coming up later on here in hour one. Uh, so let's move along here in the warm-up for E. Cole Electric. Yeah. Check out the new Regina Data and Lighting Center. E. Cole Electric, let's get to work. I memorized that one. Mm-hmm. CFL camps. Uh, today marks the start of day three. I was on CJOB Radio Winnipeg today talking with the lovely and talented Cam Poitras, and he asked, how are ticket sales uh, out there in Saskatchewan for the Rough Riders? I said, I don't have any idea, but I know on Saturday that they had their green and white scrimmage. They capped attendance at 5,000, but 2,882 showed up. Take that for what it is. Those that were there loved it. Uh, The scrimmage itself... No touchdowns were scored offensively. I'm trying to get the information across. Like, I don't understand. I've said this several times. Hamilton, they had 3,000 at their scrimmage at the Coffee Cup yesterday, Tim Hortons Field. But they have 15,000 at BMO, didn't they? Mm-hmm. For a soccer game for Toronto FC. Here, the Premier said, full stadium by the end of summer. And here we are halfway through, a month away from the end of summer, and it's at 5,000. I don't understand it. So I don't know. the re- Why did I not go to the scrimmage? I thought, A, I don't want to be the 5,001st person and not be able to get in. Two, I got a call Saturday morning saying it's just a practice. Don't bother going. And three, it was a beautiful day. And uh, I saw the comment from the Rough Riders coach afterwards saying they weren't ready to play football. I thought, well, if they're not ready to play football, then I'm really glad that I didn't go to the game. And then I realized that's not what he meant. He meant they weren't physically ready. He said their tongues were hanging out. This was game pace. And I'm like, oh boy. Well, at least they got two weeks to wait before they play an actual game. Folks, I've covered 20 CFL training camps, like boots on the ground, in the trenches with them. Day five gets monotonous. Today, I believe, is day 17. Monotony has set in. And talking on CJOB 68, Manitoba's information superstation today with Cam, I said the story remains the injuries. And Naaman Roosevelt being cut today by the Montreal Alouettes. Five years in the NFL, 1,000-yard credential receiver here. He was cut. Calvin McCarty signing with the Calgary Stampeders. He had announced his retirement. He's come out of retirement. That's a switch, Moose. Oh, yeah. Everybody else is retiring. Calvin McCarty's doing the opposite. He's a friend of this show, and he's been on the show. So we're coming on on Wednesday, Clark tells me. Thank you. So basically, the, what I'm getting, the drift of everything is that, and I've kind of morphed into point three here of what's going on in the CFL. Everybody's just happy that the CFL's back and they're in training camp, and that includes the players, the coaches, the executives, obviously the fans, and they will be kicking off on TSN next week, and Bob's your uncle. But it's just not normal. It's clearly not normal, right? And there's no games to pick apart even in the preseason. So that's my take on what's going on in the CFL right now. Just glad that they're back, but it ain't normal. What's your take yeah. on What are you following? It's not normal, that's for sure. The Calvin McCarty thing is fun and nice to follow. I'm interested to see what the role is with the Stampeders and how much they use him. I mean, I've been doing a lot of reading on it too. And, but he's one of those guys. Of all the running backs, there's only four that have played 200 games. He's one of them. So that was a, a pretty interesting. Right. And Naaman Roosevelt, will he get picked up? I know I've seen Manny Arsenault as a veteran receiver, you know, putting his name out there on social media saying, hey, I'm ready if you want a veteran leader who's done this before, right? But you got Naaman available, and he's only played, played what, five seasons in Saskatchewan, 
going to go play his sixth in Montreal, gets released twice a thousand yards. He almost had a thousand yards in 2019. So Naaman's a very interesting piece to see if he sticks somewhere else. Uh, point four NHL draft leftovers here in the warm up. I really enjoyed the draft coverage. I didn't watch any on Saturday. It was on, like Friday night. I watched quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, my rooting interest was Cole Sillinger, the son of 18 year NHLer Mike Sillinger. They've sat in that chair right there. He went to the Columbus Blue Jackets, which of course everybody's saying, poor kid, <laughs> but He's just happy to be drafted. Uh, I was talking to some Golden Knights people on the weekend, and they're very excited with their draft. And they're like, Michigan, what about, what's with Michigan? A lot of the, well, the number one selection came out of Michigan, but wasn't it three of the top five or something ridiculous? Yeah, it was insane. Michigan Wolverines. And another kid who's committed to Michigan. So it was like four right. Michigan players, you know, in the top 10 of the draft. It was it's very, very special for that program. And you want to increase recruiting. You want to increase ticket sales. You want to sell more merchandise. Have <laughs> four guys drafted in the top end of the NHL entry draft. Uh, pretty wild. Usually it's, we see a lot of, you know, UND. C- UND or CHL players going in those top spots. But this is NCAA kind of having a coming out party. <clears throat> yes. But there were 33 Western Hockey League players drafted in the National Hockey League entry draft on this weekend. The most of any league, still the kings of NHL draft player development, the Western Hockey League. I'm just going to throw that out there. And I do have to say, by the way, that the Seattle Kraken, with their second-round pick, the 35th overall selection, went with the uh, defenseman from God's team, the Regina Pats, Riker Evans. And how, about we, how about that? We called his games in the Regina bubble. I said, I said he's a junior hockey version of Ray Bork. And nobody jumped down my throat because I prefaced that by saying, junior hockey version of Ray Bork, okay? 1.1 points a game, 12-game point streak, off the glass and out, great skater. I'm not saying he's Ray Bork. I'm saying he's the junior hockey Ray Bork. I know. I like you wrote that. And then in brackets, in capital, junior hockey, just so you are clear here. But you're right. He's steady. He's consistent. He's not flashy, not going to make mistakes, reliable. All those things that, you know, put Ray Bork in the Hall of Fame. Drew Koser watching from the Pilot Butte Storm. He's the Brent Sutter of the Prairie Junior Hockey League. He says four of the top five picks, University of Michigan. Yeah, like, three players is, and a recruit. Sheesh. Uh, we got to speed up here because Dukes is, is logged on and ready to go right after this first commercial break. Uh, five NHL camps opening this week. They're saying that Tom Brady's video where he threw the football into the jugs machine three times, they're saying it's doctored. They're saying it's doctored. No. Well, I know. People are saying Tom wouldn't do that. Tom also wouldn't deflate footballs in the AFC Championship game too, right? And listen, I'm a Tom Brady guy. But I've been around those jugs machines my entire adult life. There's no way that you can fire it. It's like putting a bullet back in a gun. It doesn't happen. Uh, The other thing, Dakota, Dak Prescott in Dallas or in Oxnard, California, where the Dallas Cowboys training camp is, he says they're going to have the number one Offense in the National Football League this year. This is what I say. Shut up, Dakota, and just go play football and stop talking. Finish the season, and let's talk. And anything less of an NFC Championship game is a failure for America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. 
Stop the talking and start playing. And point six, the Toronto Blue Jays, they're in a swoon. They've lost four of five. They open up a massive series at Boston this week. Massive, because they've fallen nine and a half off the pace behind the Red Sox in the American League East. I was going to do a poll question today. Will the Blue Jays make the playoffs? But we can save it for later in the week. Yeah. I, last week, I was feeling really good about it. So was I. And this week, <laughs> I'm not. Uh, anyways, we'll pause. This has been the warm-up covering all the weekend sports topics and today's brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Ron Dugay joins us next. You know he'll have plenty to say. You're watching the Rod Peterson Show across the Game Plus television network, all 10 provinces in Canada, 31 states in the U.S. on TV. Streaming on YouTube and Facebook and 24-hour sports radio for Suds full-service car wash at rodpeterson.com.